Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Sunday, December 10th, Ian Cameron. Solo today, Alex B. Smith. Um, bad weather uh, in his area, so may not be able to make it on today. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we are here still for a Sunday, ready to break down the card and excited about a bigger slate than normal on a Sunday. Eight games. Uh, we're just going to rip quickly through what we saw yesterday. Uh, we want to keep the Sunday shows, especially with NFL season, still ongoing very short. All right, so we're going to be very quick with our Saturday recap here. Just saying that uh, the games that stood out, Vegas, very impressive. They're now 9-0-1 on this dad's trip in their franchise history. 6-1 beat down of the Dallas Stars. New Jersey, a solid road win against Calgary, 4-2. Boston, uh, even with their issues, missing their best defenseman, flu illness running through the team. Found a way to get it done against Arizona, 5-3. Montreal with a shootout win against Buffalo. Great result for me with Montreal in the draw, uh, both cashing there. Frustrating with the uh, Ottawa-Detroit game. Well, we did have the first period, both teams to score. Alex did as well, but, man, you get uh, that kind of start and uh, not get cashing over 6.5 was disappointing. But credit to Ottawa. Great win, 5-1 last night, and a very wild game And as far as the incident that occurred with Dylan Larkin, kind of a tag team uh, hit. Uh, in the neck area with uh, Matthew Joseph and Parker Kelly. Uh, and then, of course, you got David Perron, who gets a five-minute major for running in and cross-checking a guy to the neck head area, the guy that didn't even do anything, the wrong guy, Artem Zub, didn't even, wasn't even involved in that uh, incident with uh, uh, Dylan Larkin. So pretty crazy stuff there uh, in that game. Ottawa, though, getting the 5-1 win. Toronto, but, God, that's got to be their best game, most complete game of the season. I mean, they were they were dominant. They were dominant, and they didn't let Nashville even get a, 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 a sniff of getting back into that game. But again, the dads were with the Leafs last night, so and the dads will be with the Leafs and the Islanders and the Rangers road trip that they're going on tomorrow and Tuesday. So keep that in mind. The dads are in the house. You don't want to disappoint them. Uh, and the Leafs obviously uh, did not disappoint Pops uh, in that game, uh, getting a nice uh, victory there uh, over the uh, Nashville Predators. Like I say, a very impressive win. Uh, that was uh, for the Leafs in that game. No question about that. Um, 4 nothing Washington over the Rangers. Um, they really left their hearts and their heads at Madison Square Garden for this big showdown tonight with the Kings. It was just a flat performance from the start for the Rangers. Islanders and the LA Kings 11-game road win streak with a 3-2 overtime win. Another draw hits in the, in the Islanders game, which I was happy to see. Uh, and they come back and they beat the uh, LA Kings 3-2 last night. Uh, we'll see what the Kings have in store for the Rangers tonight. That big game, we'll preview that in a few minutes. Chicago 3-1 over St. Louis. The Philadelphia Flyers continue to play great hockey. Go into Colorado and beat the Avalanche 5-2. Very, very impressive from the uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now. Uh, Tampa Bay 4-3 in overtime against Seattle. Uh, just things get, get worse for Seattle. They lose their goaltender, Philip Grubauer. They lose another game. They actually played well enough to win once again. and. Once again, they just cannot get that timely goal. They cannot get that timely save, and it's another loss for the slumping Seattle Kraken. 
Uh, 4-3 Vancouver against Carolina. I think the final score was flattering to Carolina. They didn't play great again. They didn't get great goaltending again from Antti Ranta. And um, just a team that's really, really having a tough time right now. Their fourth straight loss. Uh, I think you can only need one hand. I think you only need one hand to count how many times they've lost four in a row uh, under Rod Brindamore. But that is uh, the case here uh, with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are definitely not playing great hockey right now. And uh, the concern level about their play is probably increasing as each loss uh, takes place. All right, so that's the Saturday card. Let's get into the Sunday slate. We've got a bigger slate. Wow, eight games. You don't see that very often. Usually you see eight games on a Sunday once football ends, but this is a rarity for NFL season to have this many games on a Sunday. We'll begin with one of two afternoon games taking place today, Florida and Columbus. We've got Florida minus 260 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. I like over in this game. I like goals. I think it makes sense. Columbus is definitely a team that I'm looking to bet some overs with right now with the blue line in shambles due to injury uh, with Jet Greaves and um, and uh, Spencer Martin being your goaltending duo right now for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. It's not exactly a uh, uh, it's not exactly Brodeur and Furin net by any stretch of the imagination for them. And like I said, they got lots of injuries on the blue line in particular to Severson and Boquist, who are two of their better you know, shut down defensemen. Uh, but Columbus is capable offensively, and we have been seeing that lately from them. So I think they can score some goals here this afternoon at home against Florida, and Florida will go with Anthony Stolarz uh, in net this afternoon in this game. So definitely liking goals here with the uh, Panthers and the Blue Jackets. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm somewhat tempted by Columbus in this game just because of the price. Uh, you know, you look at it too, uh, 260 with Anthony Stolarz in net looks very rich you know, on the Florida Panthers side of the equation here uh, in this game. And if you look at uh, Stolar's last game against the Islanders, a 4-3 loss, giving up four goals on just 27 shots. So um, we'll he's actually got pretty solid numbers this year, but definitely wasn't one of his better uh, performances uh, in that last start. So um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll do it, but I'm tempted by just a little pinch of Columbus and, and or the draw in this game. I just don't know. You know, Florida deserves this kind of price tag. Keep in mind, they're only seven and six on the road. One game above 500 on the road. They've got as many road wins as Columbus has home wins coming into this game. So uh, that definitely is concerning. There is a shakeup in the Columbus lines because of the uh, Boone Jenner absence, the captain out. Adam Fantilli getting a rightful place uh, on the top line, and he's playing with uh, Lion A and Gaudreau. And to think, uh, Fantilli needs to wake up Lion A and Gaudreau, not the other way around. This is a guy that's barely played 20 games in the National Hockey League, his first year, a rookie season, and he has to be the one to get those two uh, useless tits going, Gaudreau and Lion A, not the other way around. So it tells you how well Fantilli's played. Uh, he was my bargain bin special of the night on Friday, scored against St. Louis. I definitely think his props are worth a look. Him, and the three Russians, like I've said over and over again lately about the Jackets, if you're going to bet any goal props with them right now, assist props, Fantilli, Shinnikov, Voronkov, Marchenko, those are the three guys you've really got to target right now and hone in on for this uh, Jackets team. You know, for Florida, Evan Rodriguez, Sam <laughs> Reinhardt, <laughs> you know, the usual suspects for them that have been getting the job done. I like over six and a half primarily. That's my favorite look here in this game. Jack Reeves was really good against St. Louis on Friday night. No question about it, but a little bit tougher competition here offensively for him 
uh, in this game. So definitely liking over six and a half. And yeah, I don't hate Raymond that first period, both teams to score. I think that's got uh, a decent chance as well uh, in this one. All right, New Jersey, Edmonton. We got Edmonton minus 160 home favorites, seven the total uh, in this game. Uh, I'm coming back to the well here with uh, what I had on Friday with Edmonton. Team total over three and a half minus 145. Going back to it here in this game against New Jersey. Uh, the Oilers playing with great confidence right now, no question. Uh, they've gone through their own coaching change. They're going through their own you know, surge with uh, right now. Uh, since the uh, coaching change happened and really the difference for Edmonton is you know they're getting uh, their offense rolling McDavid Dreisaitl have been great Hyman's been absolutely spectacular Evan Bouchard is back to being an impact uh, producing defenseman from the back end the power play is starting to really ramp up again after some struggles early in the season in fact not just a little bit really ramp up uh, Edmonton has scored a power play goal now in six of their last seven games, and they have scored multiple power play goals in three of those games. So, And, of course, they're playing better defensively. And you know what? I think the, a big reason, too, that the defensive game has improved at least a little bit is Paul Coffey's influence. He is now on the coaching staff, assistant coach, Hall of Famer, about as good as it gets uh, as far as a career as an NHL defenseman. And, you know, People actually question that ire because he didn't have much coaching experience. But um, I think his wisdom, his knowledge, and just everything he's seen and experienced as a player in the past, it can only help You know, this Edmonton group try to cobble together some semblance of better play defensively. So, you know, Paul Coffey's definitely been a nice little uh, addition here for this uh, coaching staff as far as uh, the uh, Oilers are concerned. Uh, yeah, devil, it's a, it should be a... Very fast-paced game. Both of these teams can skate. Both of these teams are just great at seeing the ice and making plays before the defense can react. That's what makes them so great. New Jersey, 6-1 and one in their last seven games. Uh, I saw the record with Heashier in the lineup. I think it's their 10-3, and three and they're below 500 without him. So it just goes to show you how important he is to this Devils team, no question. Uh, it looks like for this game, we should see Akira Schmidt in net for New Jersey because we saw Banachek in the Calgary game yesterday. Skinner, of course, likely in net once again for the Oilers. So I like uh, I like the Oilers team total here in this one over three and a half. They get the advantage of catching New Jersey on a back to back. So over three and a half for Edmonton minus one forty five. Obviously, would lean over the total here, but unfortunately, that's at seven. I'm waiting until we get something better live. Maybe take a chance that we'll get five, six, seven, eight minutes of scoreless hockey. Maybe not an easy thing to count on with these two teams, but certainly uh, don't want seven looking for maybe something better with a live wager uh, before jumping in on the over here in this game. Yeah, as far as props, um, you know, New Jersey, it's basically, you know, I, I actually think it might be a good Jack Hughes over one and a half points game. Eric Howell is undervalued. He's playing on that top line right now for the New Jersey Devils. So keep that in mind. And then for uh, Edmonton, um, you know, right now, Zach Hyman's been great. Uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid over one and a half points probably might be worth a look. Don't sleep on Fogel and McLeod. They scored a couple games ago for the Oilers, giving them some semblance of, of secondary production. So uh, a lot of different ways you could go for props in that one. All right, rest of the games are night games here for Sunday. LA Kings, New York Rangers, the big showdown here between these two teams. One of the best in the East, one of the best in the West. Uh, the Rangers minus 120 home favorites, six the total shaded to the over. Um, obviously, the LA Kings, we warned you yesterday, pretty dubious spot against the Islanders. They had gotten the record for the most consecutive road wins to start the season with the win against Montreal. 
They've got that game with the Islanders coming off that big record-setting victory. And then right on the heels of that, you got this bigger you know game, you could say, with the New York Rangers. So it felt like a spot where the Kings might be vulnerable to falling flat and losing and seeing the road win streak snapped. And that's exactly what happened. But nevertheless, it was still surprising to see it, considering the Kings have had a 2 nothing lead last night. And usually they button things up, close things up, close things out when they have a two nothing lead like that on the road, but that did not happen uh, last night with the uh, Islanders coming back, winning in overtime three, two Kings looking to bounce back here tonight in this game against the uh, New York Rangers. Shockingly, Phoenix Copley is expected to be a net. We talked about this yesterday. I really don't understand why Copley didn't play last night and you save Cam Talbot to play his old team, the New York Rangers. Remember he backed up the, the now hall of famer Henrik Lundqvist for a period of time with the New York Rangers many, many years ago. So this was an opportunity to put Talbot in there against his old team, but decided on Talbot last night, which means likely Phoenix Copley uh, here tonight for the uh, LA Kings. And we know it's going to be Jonathan Quick for the uh, New York Rangers, uh, who will get a chance to play the LA Kings for the first time. Uh, uh, you know, And uh, I, I got to believe um, that there's a part of them that really is going to want to win this game badly because I, I don't think he expected to be traded. I think he was very uh, hurt that he was traded. I, not, not I think, I know he was hurt because he thought he was going to finish his career as a, as a king with all the Stanley Cups, with all the, you know, the brilliant seasons he had there uh, with the uh, LA Kings. So uh, I'm sure he wants nothing more than to, you know, end up uh, taking uh, out the LA Kings tonight. And to be honest, Jonathan Quick, you know, in his backup role here with the uh, LA Kings, 7 0 2. 2.34 goals against average, 9.18 save percentage. The last time we saw him, it wasn't pretty. It was one of his rougher, I guess you could say, starts uh, of the season. Gave up five goals against the San Jose Sharks, but the Rangers uh, bailed him out with some good uh, run support, if you will, offensively, and ended up with the 6-5 uh, uh, to five win against uh, San Jose uh, in that game. Um, I like the Rangers here, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, I like them, especially after just uh, laying an egg against Washington last night. They do have a good home record, eight and two. This is the believe the last game of the road trip for the Kings. It's already been a spectacular road trip. They've gotten points uh, in uh, seven seven out of eight points so far uh, on this uh, road trip. So I think they're satisfied with the way things have gone here. If they lose, not, not saying they're going to roll over tonight, but if they lose, it's still been a very good road trip here. Uh, getting five out of six points in the three games at Columbus, Montreal, the Islanders, and then they go home, they face Winnipeg uh, after this. So uh, I do like the Rangers here, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, Jonathan Quick will be definitely inspired to uh, turn back the clock and uh, provide a vintage Jonathan Quick performance here in this game. So Rangers for me here, minus 115, minus 120 uh, in this one. And uh, as far as props, the only ones I would really look at here uh, in this game, uh, for, even though I like the Rangers, obviously is still worth a look as far as um, uh, Quinton Byfield's concerned uh, with the way he's been playing lately. But not much for this game as far as uh, player props at the uh, moment here. Uh, Jimmy Vesey might actually have uh, talked about him a couple of times. You know, they've gotten a lot of production out of him more than they would think. Uh, from being down the lineup. So uh, keep an eye on that. You might want to see him uh, find the back of the net. After being a no-show last night, though, it wouldn't surprise me to see this be a night where the top players play like the top players. Kreider, Panarin, Zibanejad, players like that really stepping up for 
uh, this uh, Rangers team after really a dismal effort last night against uh, Washington. All right, Nashville, Montreal. We've got Nashville minus 160 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Predators shut out by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs last night, 4 nothing. Now they go to Montreal on a back-to-back. Canadians also, of course, in action last night. Uh, they defeat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2 to uh, in a, a shootout. So uh, we've got the we've got a team off a loss and a team off a win. And we've got the better team off the loss, which means that's always a spot. It's not just I want the team off a loss on a back-to-back, but especially if they're the better team and they're off a, a loss like Nashville is against Toronto. That's definitely a team I'm interested in backing here tonight. So I'd probably look at Nashville regulation, Nashville minus one uh, in some way, shape, or form. I do know for a fact Montreal has had some of these home games on a Sunday night, and I don't think their record's been that good on these uh, Sunday night home games uh, this season. They've played a few of these and hasn't always gone well for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I'm trying to think. They had a home game recently, I know, on a, on a Sunday night. Uh, at home and they lost it but it just makes sense here nashville is going to have uc soros in that here with this being the uh, second night of a uh, back-to-back uh for them in, in this game um they they uh, had kevin lankin and La- although kevin lankin played well i can't blame kevin lankin for the loss it's just they didn't score any uh, goals for him no offensive support for him in that game he didn't play that bad it should be samuel montembo here for montreal uh tonight in this game not confirmed but that's what we're expecting uh, in this uh, matchup, uh, if you look at head-to-head series history, uh, Nashville has uh, won seven of the last nine meetings between uh, these two teams. So they've had a pretty good way of it. Oddly enough, five straight overs in the uh, last five head-to-head meetings with the uh, Predators and uh, the Canadians going into uh, this game. Kind of lean that way here, too, because usually I like an over in involving a team when they get shut out in their previous game, like uh, Nashville was. but. I'd probably lean more toward Nashville team total than anything else. So that's probably what I'll end up doing in this game is I'll go a little Preds minus one, a little Preds regulation, which will be around even money. Uh, and then a little bit on the uh, team total for the uh, Nashville Predators as well uh, here in this one. All right, we move along to Washington, Chicago. Washington minus 165, road favorites, six the total, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, this is not one I'm probably going to bet, actually. This is one that just there's really, really not much there that appeals to me. Side, total, player prop, nothing. Nothing, really. And Winnipeg, or Chicago, rather, is suddenly, you know, they're kind of getting into this phase right now of really tightening things up defensively. That's two games in a row where, you know, their defensive game against St. Louis and Anaheim, not, not the two greatest teams, but still, their defensive play in those two victories at home against the Blues and the uh, Ducks was very good. Last night, again, a very solid defensive effort from the Chicago Blackhawks in victory. And we talked about it yesterday. Um, Chicago's been playing better on home ice lately, no doubt. So, um, And I don't trust Washington, you know, one game to the next. Okay, they were really good last night against the Rangers. That was every bit as much the Rangers were awful, you know, as the Capitals were good. So don't um, make sure you... Uh, don't give the Capitals too much credit for that. Uh, we'll see how they fare here now going on the road on a back-to-back uh, situation here uh, against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Like I said, at home, they've played pretty good hockey lately. They beat Toronto. They beat St. Louis. Uh, they, they're actually 4-2 and two in their last six home games. And the two losses were a 4-2 loss to St. Louis where they outshot the Blues and a 4-3 shootout loss to the uh, Nashville Predators. The game was pretty much dead even. So, you know, Blackhawks have played pretty well. 
Now, Alex, who's not here, does have Washington on his card. I will go through Alex's card right after we uh, they go through the entire uh, slate here. But he has noted that Chicago hasn't just been bad. They've been terrible in these Sunday home games historically. And I think that's part of the reasoning why uh, Alex likes Washington here uh, in this game. I just can't get there uh, with the uh, Capitals personally. I actually lean Chicago, but I, I respect the fact that they haven't been uh, great playing these home games on Sunday nights um, to stay off it. But um, I lean Chicago. I'm just not going to get there uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got uh, Winnipeg and Anaheim. Jets minus 200 road favorites, six the total, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, Jets with a great performance, of course, uh, in uh, their last game that we saw them in action, uh, which was uh, on uh, Thursday against uh, Colorado, a 4-2 win, their third straight win uh, after home wins against Chicago and Carolina before that. So they're playing some really good hockey. Anaheim continues to, you know, it's unfortunate for Anaheim because they, uh, other, they did obviously win that one game in a shootout against Colorado, but since then, tough losses, one-goal defeats with uh, Chicago and Colorado. Uh, back home after the mini two-game road trip that they had through Colorado and Chicago. See how they fare here back home at the uh, Honda Center. Jets have owned this series. They've won seven of the last eight meetings, five straight uh, as well uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Although the last two meetings in Anaheim were one-goal games, um, I, I kind of think that Anaheim is going to have a decent effort tonight. I don't know if I trust them to win the game. It's not normally a bet I make, but... You know, you can get, a, I think, a pretty decent price here with uh, Anaheim in the plus one and a half puck line range. Uh, again, this is not a bet I normally make, um, but they've played nothing but one goal games lately. And they just haven't won many of them other than that home uh, shootout win against Colorado. Uh, but there is plus one and a half here at minus 130 or sorry, minus 134 at Pinnacle. Right now for Anaheim plus one and a half. I think that's a safer option. I do think this is a spot for Anaheim to be competitive here with this Jets team. Um, but I don't know if I trust them enough to win because they're just not winning. They're not finding ways to win. They're finding ways to compete. They're finding ways to be in games right now. You know, one nothing, three, two, five, four. Uh, you know, their last three losses, all of them by one goal. So that's why I feel if I'm gonna bet this, I I'm I'm not fully uh, maybe sprinkle on the money line too, but primarily more so on the plus one and a half for me with Anaheim here uh, in this game against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg, is this is the start of a, the three-game California swing for them, by the way. They go to San Jose uh, and L.A. Uh, after this. You know, it's been a nice run, seven and four on the road, but, uh, you know, don't trust them. out After the Colorado win, pretty big win uh, that they had. And uh, Adam Lowry, the captain, this quote, you know, we always try to talk about being an elite team. We want to be considered one of the best in this conference. We talked about if you want to be in that conversation, you've got to beat those elite teams. I thought we really did a good job. Happy bunch right now. I don't like hearing that happy bunch right now. That's that indicates satisfaction. And that indicates maybe not having your absolute best maybe tonight against a lower foe uh, in the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So. Uh, like I say, I think Anaheim's in this game, plus one and a half, minus 135. That feels like the safer route because um, it feels like this could be another one goal loss for Anaheim like they've had repeatedly here uh, in uh, recent games. As far as the props go in this game, um, Anaheim's kind of gone uh, quiet offensively. And remember, they're still without uh, Mason McTavish as well, probably going to miss this game. So it's really been 
a struggle for them to find consistent offense. Um, Frank Vetrano's even cooled off here the last uh, several games after that red-hot start. Uh, Leo Carlson uh, is actually, I think Leo Carlson's worth a look here. Uh, he's had 11 shots on goal in the last three games combined, two goals in the last three games combined. And for Winnipeg, whether it's Kyle, uh, Kyle Connor, um, Cole Perfetti, you know, the usual suspects I would look at for uh, Winnipeg Jets props here in this game tonight. All right, we got two games left. Uh, next up, Minnesota, Seattle. Uh, we've got the uh, Minnesota Wild minus 130 road favorites, uh, total six in this one. Um, man, again, I find myself wanting to back Seattle, and I did last night against Tampa Bay. I, I see signs of them getting better, signs of their game improving, but it's just not resulting in wins right now. They are snake bit. They play bad, they lose. They play good enough to win, and they still lose. That's what Seattle is doing right now. Uh, I thought they played toe-to-toe with a very good Tampa. Well, not a very good, but they're not as good as they've been in the past, but uh, a, a solid, capable Tampa Bay Lightning team. Lost 4-3 in overtime on Nikita Kucherov's uh, overtime winning goal. They lost 2-1 to New Jersey when they returned home from that road trip. In a game, they dominated the Devils. They deserved a better fate. Like, they have put two good performances on the board, Seattle, and they have nothing to show for it. It, it feels like, to, to me, I, I definitely lean to the Kraken here in this game, but it's just hard. You know, you just see them, you know, pounding their heads against the wall, this group right now. You know, the effort has been there. The, 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 the performance has been good enough to win the last two nights, and they just have not see, gotten anything to show for it. No W's to show for it. This does feel like a winnable spot, though. Minnesota coming back down to earth now after the four straight wins following the coaching change. They've now lost two in a row under head coach John Hines against Vancouver and Edmonton. Third road game in four nights now for the Minnesota Wild on this road trip. Like, this is there for the taking for Seattle. What is unfortunate for them is the injuries suffered last night. Philip Grubauer, uh, although it's not as bad as they thought, uh, it looks like right now they're saying he's day-to-day uh, with the uh, lower body injury. Uh, Joey Decord had to come in and finish that game. Uh, Joey Decord, by the way, um, expected to be in net. This was going to probably be a scheduled start anyway because Grubauer got the start against Tampa Bay last night. It should be Philip Gustafson here for uh, Minnesota tonight uh, in this game. And uh, Gustafson, uh, you, you look at what he's done. Uh, he's been pretty good, actually, since uh, the coaching change. Uh, he hasn't given up more than two goals and four straight starts. We'll see how he fares here in this one. I actually lean over here six. I do, because I want to mention something that's always been noticeable. Jonas Brodin, he has not been able to stay healthy, although this time, this was because of that hit by Evander Kane on him on Friday night in the Edmonton game. He left that game due to an upper body injury, and he is going to be out now for week to week. So we're looking at maybe not, maybe not until the new year when we see Jonas Brodeen back on the blue line for Minnesota. And we've talked about this for a very long time on the Ice Guys show here, me and Alex, that Jonas Brodeen is one of the best defensemen on this team. Uh, him and Jared Spurgeon, you know, when one or both of those two guys are out, it there's a huge blow to Minnesota defensively in, to, in terms of keeping the puck out of their own net. They're by far the best defensive defensemen they have, Spurgeon and uh, Brodine. Now, they still have Spurgeon. He's 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 uh, uh, healthy and playing right now, uh, but they lose Brodine, and it's a big loss. When they have both of them, you see what they're capable of, being a better defensive team. But when they lose Brodine, uh, that is huge. 
to be without him. So I, I right away, whenever I see Brodeen or Spurgeon or both missing and out of the lineup for Minnesota, I downgrade them defensively. And not just a little bit, I downgrade them a lot. It's a big, big hole to fill on that back end because of how fluid they are moving the puck and how good they are getting back into position defensively, both of those guys. So tonight you're going to see Dakota Mermis, Alex Goligoski, who's a defensive liability at times. They're going to have to play on that third pair. That's not what you want to see. That's definitely, like I said, a downgrade defensively. You know, if Seattle continues to have the offensive zone pressure and time that they've had the last couple of games, it should result in some goals for them. Meanwhile, you look at Seattle and, you know, their defense is still banged up. Schultz, too, is out. Right now for them, you know, they're going to have to play Decord here after he had to enter the game for Grubauer last night. And they're not shutting teams down on a nightly basis. Seattle either team that has given up at least four goals, the Kraken uh, in uh, one, two, three, four, five of their last seven games. So I think I'm going to talk myself into the over here uh, with uh, Minnesota and Seattle tonight, especially with this total only being at six here in this game. So wild Kraken over six minus 115 uh, here in this one is probably what I'm going to look at. I probably am going to end up betting Seattle small. Um, I I don't want to be on the sideline when they snap this skid and finally win. The win is coming because they're definitely playing a little bit better, especially these two home games on this current homestand. They deserve to beat New Jersey. You could argue they could have beat Tampa last night. This is a chance, I think, for them to get back in the win column. So I definitely lean to the uh, Kraken and probably will have a small bet on them as well. All right. As far as props go, um, you know, Ty Cartier, as long as he stays on the top line, uh, I think worth a look here for the uh, Seattle Kraken. For Minnesota, it's mostly going to be, you know, Rossi on the top line. Boldy's been picking it up lately as well. So those would be uh, some prop looks for me in that game. All right, final game for this Sunday card, San Jose and Vegas. We've got uh, the uh, red hot, I can't believe I'm saying this, the red hot San Jose Sharks taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas minus 340 home favorites in this game. Uh, the total six across the board. I mean, what can you say right now? This is a this is almost like um, we're living in a, a magical um, make, land of make believe or something with what we're seeing from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they early in the season about as bad a team as you could ask for in many games, and yet here they are now on this five game road trip. They lose the first one to Boston, and it's like okay, that's predictable. But then they shock New Jersey. Six to three, and have six goals. A team that hadn't scored a lick on the road before that New Jersey game, and since that New Jersey win, the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Red Wings—these four games on this road trip—six, five, five, and six goals. I mean, the offense has exploded out of nowhere. This team has all of a sudden put up twenty-two goals, <laughs> twenty-two goals in their last four games combined. Uh, it's been just insane what we've seen. And credit to the, San Jose, where it's. The, it's mostly been the players you expect to produce for them if they're going to do anything offensively, um, like uh, Hurdle, Zetterland. Uh, they've been great. Even Michael Granlund, who I think has been uh, terrible since the start of last year, has perked things up lately uh, as well for the um, uh, San Jose Sharks. So, you know, the guys that they absolutely need to be produced for them, I've really produced for them here these last few games. Now, the defense is still shaky, as we know. They've also given up, you know, 15 goals in the last three games combined uh, for the Sharks. But, again, this offense has suddenly sprung to life. Uh, Vegas goes 2-0 and on the dad's trip against St. Louis and Dallas. It's a back-to-back for them. 
because they were in Dallas last night. Now they're back home against San Jose. It's actually a big rest advantage for San Jose. Two full days off since they played the Detroit Red Wings uh, in their last game. So they've had some time to you know, get into Vegas, get acclimated, if you will, uh, a little bit here uh, in this game. So I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do San Jose and the draw here. Uh, it's definitely lightning in a bottle right now with this group. It's not going to be something that's indefinite, that is going to continue this way. But right now, um, I, you've got to think that they've got a chance here. And it's not a great spot for Vegas either. You know, you're back home after two big road wins, facing the lowly Sharks, the Sharks team that you, well, previously lowly Sharks, uh, a team that you've beaten twice already, 4-1 and 5-0, October 12th and November 10th. But again, that was a different San Jose bunch. That was the San Jose that uh, was playing like, by far, hands down, the worst team in the NHL. You know, this has definitely been a better San Jose team since then. So, you know, given the rest advantage and the heart and the guts we're seeing out of the San Jose Sharks right now, and it's also a banged up team. Martinez, Theodore on the back end are out. Uh, Aiden Hill now is day-to-day. Michael Amadio is day-to-day for Vegas. So the injuries are mounting a little bit for this group uh, at the moment. Looks like, by the way, for Vegas, there's a chance uh, that we might see Yuri Patera uh, in net tonight for the um, uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game. Because, again, Aiden Hill has been absent day-to-day. Uh, and uh, he ended up, uh, you know, at Logan Thompson, I should say, got the start yesterday against Dallas. So if Aiden Hill's not good to go, and not back from his lower body injury, um, then we're probably going to see a good chance to see young Yuri Patera here in net for the uh, Golden Knights, who was recently recalled from Henderson in the AHL. So keep that in mind. It should be Mackenzie Blackwood uh, for San Jose, although it hasn't been confirmed. So here's what we're doing. We're going to go with a little shot on San Jose here. Plus 270 is what you can find on that. I'm definitely interested in the draw. How can you not be? San Jose's played two straight games that go to overtime. Uh, and, of course, the Rangers game was a one-goal game as well that narrowly missed overtime. So the draw at a just a huge, huge plus price I think is worth a look as well in this game um, because they've been able to hang right there. Uh, the draw, draw, by the way, is plus 440. How do you not take a little a bite of that? Plus 440 at FanDuel for the uh, draw here in this game with the uh, um Golden Knights and the uh, Sharks, and also like the over here, six. Over six, uh, San Jose's become really an over machine on this road trip. Three, uh, Four straight overs, nine, 11, nine, and 11 total goals in the last four games of this uh, road trip. So going to go to the over as well here uh, in this game. Even though we did see two unders with Vegas versus San Jose earlier this year, I think that's a chance to see uh, that change flip the script a little bit so a little san jose plus 270 draw plus 440 over six for this uh, sharks golden knights late night nightcap 10 p.m eastern uh, opening face off for this game on uh, sunday night all right there you go a bigger sunday card than normal we appreciate everyone uh, tuning in hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already reminder ice guys live betcast coming your way tuesday night december 12th 7 p.m eastern time uh, we're looking forward to it. This will be our only live betcast this month, holiday season. It's tough to have more than one uh, this month in particular with everyone busy around the holidays. So uh, and Ice Guys NHL live betcast Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. DM or email me or Alex for a spot on the betcast, and we will send you the link for the betcast before it begins uh, on Tuesday night. So very much looking forward to that. 
uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Ice Guys NHL Live Betcast. Looking forward to that. And also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com and patreon.com slash iceguys, where you can find the daily card, player props, and uh, everything else. For those of you, and again, if we don't get YouTube granting us permission to have the uh, family plan subscription options reinstated, where you'll be able to subscribe again to the Ice Guys family plan, we'll be going with Patreon only we'll, uh, for the daily card uh, starting at January 1st. So for the rest of the month, we'll also post the uh, card for free in the community tab on YouTube. But if by January 1st there's no movement and people can't subscribe to the family plan because all the subscriptions have been frozen because, I don't know, some kind of procedure issue, um, then we will push everything to Patreon as far as the uh, member content uh, starting January 1st. So just uh, keep that in mind. All right. It is time now for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Uh, Alex B. Smith with his bargain bin. He's going with Frederick Gaudreau for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, plus 500 uh, for him uh, tonight against the uh, Seattle Kraken. So Freddie Gaudreau plus 500 uh, for Alex B. Smith with his bargain bin special of the night. Uh, that he sent along to me. I like it. I think it makes sense. I think it's a good look uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, certainly someone that I think is capable of um, doing some uh, damage. Uh, and he's been better since the coaching change. So Freddie Gaudreau plus 500 for Alex B. Smith with his uh, bargain bin special uh, of the night. My bargain bin special of the night. Um, there's some pretty good choices out there. I will admit that. Um, but I am going to go with, and I couldn't believe the price on this, Quinton Byfield for the LA Kings is plus 370 at FanDuel. That price is just too high, too rich for me not to use that for bargain bin special of the night. Uh, so let's go with that here. Quinton Byfield, LA Kings plus 370 as my bargain bin special of the night for this Sunday card. Best bet for, uh, let me, uh, Alex's complete card is Devils Oilers. First period, both teams to score plus 135. Washington regulation plus 110. Washington, Chicago over one and a half minus 130 first period. Washington, Chicago, both teams to score first period plus 170. Minnesota, Seattle over six minus 120. And Alex's best bet is the New York Rangers minus 115 against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, so New York Rangers best bet for Alex B. Smith here in against the uh, L.A. Kings um, and um, for, for his best bet for this card. To be quite honest with you, I don't like I usually we like to be different with our best bets, but I can't talk myself out of anything but the New York Rangers for best bet. I really like it. It's a great spot. It's Jonathan Quick against his old team. He'll want to play well. Rangers, a brutal effort last night. Kings now, this long East Coast trip. I could see them dragging their heels a little bit here in this one, especially after the bubble burst of their uh, epic road win streak to start the season getting snapped. Uh, by the um, Islanders last night. So I think it's a good spot, solid price, a lot of intangibles working in the Rangers' favor uh, here tonight in this game. So uh, New York Rangers minus 115 uh, against the uh, LA Kings for uh, best bet uh, on this uh, sat Sunday card for me as well. Um, there are a couple others I considered, but nothing as strong for me personally as the uh, New York uh, Rangers. The Florida Columbus over came close to being best bet, but I like the Rangers and the way it sets up for them here tonight at Madison Square Garden. All right, good stuff. That is the Sunday show. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. We've got Carter Hutton joining us tomorrow on the Monday show. We're looking forward to that. And, of course, my BetCast, um, you know, uh, or, or our, not my BetCast, our Ice Guys Live BetCast coming your way 
on uh, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So we're looking forward to that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday as well at noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 